Thank you for listening to Changes Big and Small with Damian President. Changes Big and Small will help you take action in your life with intention and purpose. In each episode, I invite you to accept unexpected challenges that will help you take action to live the life that you want. At the start of the new year, it's common to make resolutions to change our lives in some way. Whether it's to exercise more, eat healthier, or learn a new skill, we often start off with the best of intentions. But it can be challenging to stick to those goals over time. There are many different versions of this quote attributed to Tony Robbins. People overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a year. Two months into the new year, this episode is a reminder to you to not give up. We still have over 10 months until the new year resolution season for 2024, so you can make a change if you want to. You can create a new habit that will stick. To understand how to create habits that stick, it's essential to understand the science behind habit formation. In short, habits are formed through repetition, reinforced by rewards, and strongly influenced by context. Understanding these factors can help you create and maintain new habits. If you want to build a new habit, you must take some action and have a reward each time you complete the action. Every human being has a group of structures in the brain called the basal ganglia. When we do something for which we're rewarded, the basal ganglia associates the reward with the action and that creates a habit loop to help us make the behavior automatic. So how is that useful? There are four steps in a habit loop according to the book Atomic Habits by James Clare. Cue, craving, response, and reward. Cue is the same as trigger, so that's basically what initiates the behavior. It can be something as simple as a specific time of day, a location, an emotional state, or an action from somebody else. This cue then creates a sense of anticipation or desire for a reward. That's the craving. This is the moment when the brain starts to associate the behavior with a positive outcome and the craving for that outcome becomes stronger. Next is the response, and that's the behavior itself the action that you will take in response to the cue and to the craving. And finally, we have the reward. And this is the positive outcome that comes from completing the behavior. It reinforces the habit loop and makes it more likely that you'll repeat the behavior in the future. Knowing about the habit loop lets you figure out, okay, what are my cues or my triggers? What are my cravings? How do I respond? What are my behaviors? And then what are the rewards that I'm getting or what are the rewards that I can give myself? So once you understand these elements, you can start to modify or replace them to create new habits that will help you achieve your goals. I think it's interesting to note that there are some behaviors that have a reward built into them. So for example, when we eat something sweet, we might get this dopamine response. We might not need any additional reward. We don't need to give ourselves a pat on the back when we eat something sweet. 
in other situations where a reward is not necessarily built into the habit. So maybe it's something that you know is good for you, but you don't find it rewarding yet. You can create a reward as part of the habit loop. You can give yourself a pat on the back or you can take a moment to savor how you're feeling, that pleasure that you're getting from the accomplishment. These are some simple ways that you can reward yourself. The action and the reward is important, but so is the context. Think about the habits that you have when you wake up at home. I find that when I'm traveling, I may do different things. Or when I'm in a hotel room, my routine is different than when I'm at home. And so the context of being in your home environment may have different habits bundled with it. As an example, maybe every time you're home, after you've had dinner, you sit on the couch and you watch TV. That could be a habit that you've developed over time. Or maybe you always eat a piece of chocolate after dinner. If you wanted to change that, it may be a bit difficult, but one thing that could help you would be to replace this undesired habit with a new habit. For example, you could go for a walk after dinner and that prevents you from sitting on the couch watching TV or prevents you from eating chocolate. Habits can be really strongly associated with context and that can make them hard to break. These old habits are deeply ingrained in our brains. However, studies have shown that replacing an old habit with a new one, as I gave in my example, can be an effective strategy. So if you want to get rid of an existing habit, think about what new helpful habits you can replace it with. One thing I find to be really helpful in building habits is to start small. After all, one of the taglines of the podcast is change begins with one small step. So if you've been struggling with your New Year's resolution or any other goal, maybe it's too big. Trying to make too many changes at once can be overwhelming and that can lead to burnout and giving up. Instead, start small. What's the action you could take towards that goal that will only take you five minutes to do at a time? How frequently can you do that activity? Start there. A five minutes walk may not seem like a lot if you want to get 10,000 steps a day, but how about we create a ladder to get to 10,000? How many steps are you getting right now? How about you increase your daily average by 500 or 1,000? Pick something that feels doable. Do it. Keep doing it. Get to a place where it feels easy. Then challenge yourself to go up a rung. The key is that you want to start taking action. You want to have success with the actions that you're taking. And then you can build on that. So let me give you another example. Let's say you want to go out more this year. You want to be more social. Maybe saying yes to every invite is overwhelming. How about you consistently say yes to one friend? Or perhaps you'll say yes to activities that fall on Thursdays each week or to all dinner parties. Pick something that feels easy, have fun doing it, and reward yourself each time you do it. When it gets easy, challenge yourself to go up to the next rung of the ladder, if you want. Also, leave space to reassess and change your goal if the old one is no longer serving you. It's okay to change your mind, but make sure that you're doing that for the right reasons. Not because you're giving up on yourself, but because you found a goal that better serves you. 
So in addition to starting small, there are other strategies that you can use to build a new habit. One, find a trigger. Habits are often triggered by something specific as we talked about in the habit loop. That could be a certain time of day or a particular situation. So what trigger can you use for the habit that you want to create? For example, if you want to start meditating every morning, maybe waking up is the trigger. This means that you would meditate as soon as you wake up. Two, make it enjoyable. I'm sure it's no surprise to you that it's easier to do things that you find fun. So for the habit that you want to create, how could you make it fun? For example, if you want to read more, choose books that you find interesting and engaging and make sure you have a comfortable and inviting reading space. Or if you want to exercise, take up dancing if you enjoy that. It's a great form of exercise. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing. You just have to find what is right for you. Three, use positive reinforcement. I've already talked about rewards, but it's worth repeating that rewards are essential to build a new habit. The reward can be anything that lets you experience joy right after you complete the desired behavior. It has to be connected to the desired behavior. Number four, stay accountable. Consider finding an accountability partner or using an app that tracks your progress towards your habit goals. By keeping yourself accountable, you're more likely to stay on track and create habits that last. I know for me that if I plan to go for a walk with a friend, I'm much more likely to actually get out there and be active than if I just plan to do that on my own. Number five, focus on the long-term benefits. Think of your future self. Habits that have long-term benefits such as exercising regularly or eating a healthy diet can be more difficult to maintain in the short term because you might not immediately see any benefits. So to stay motivated, do some time traveling. Imagine yourself in the future. What result did you create for the future you? Every time you feel like skipping that behavior, skipping that habit that you're creating, remind yourself of the future benefits. The main point today is that you can create a new habit. You'll likely have some obstacles along the way. Your lizard brain might be one of those obstacles, but that doesn't mean that you have to stop. Here are some tips for overcoming obstacles and staying motivated. This is important. Be kind to yourself. Remember that creating a new habit is a process and it's okay for you to stumble along the way. We're not trying to go for perfection. We want to go for consistent action. So be kind to yourself and recognize that setbacks are a natural part of the process. You can use them as an opportunity to learn and grow rather than a reason to give up. Identify potential obstacles. Before you start working on a new habit, take some time to identify what other obstacles might you have and how could you overcome them. If you're trying to establish a daily meditation practice, you might identify a lack of time or trouble finding a quiet space to meditate as potential obstacles. If you can anticipate what the obstacles will be, then you can come up with strategies to overcome them. My episode on WHOOP, and the link will be in the show notes, can come in handy here. 
Use positive self-talk. The way you talk to yourself can have a big impact on your motivation and ability to create new habits. Use positive self-talk to encourage and motivate yourself along the way. For example, instead of saying, I can't do this, try saying, I'm learning and growing every day. Or maybe even, I can't do this yet. Get support. Creating new habits is often easier when you have support from others. This could be an accountability partner, or you could join a support group, or you could find a coach or a mentor. I've published several posts and podcasts on this topic, and you can find them at changesbigandsmall forward slash habits. And the last tip is to track your progress. Keeping track of your progress can be a powerful motivator for creating new habits. You can actually see what you've accomplished written down, and you can do that with a journal or using a habit tracker app. And once you're tracking, also celebrate your successes along the way. With the right strategies and mindset, you can create a new habit that sticks and experience the many benefits that come with it. If you would like some help, go to changesbigandsmall.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a free 30-minute session. We'll go through a model that helps you clarify your thinking so that you can create the results that you want in your life. If you think that this episode will be useful to a friend or a family member, please share it with them. And if you take a few minutes to leave a review wherever you're listening, that will help other people find the show. Do you have a question for me or a topic that you would like me to cover in an episode of the podcast? Reach out at contact at changesbigandsmall.com. Remember, change begins with one small step. Have a great week.